healing has become a trending thing. Like we're doing it because it's trendy to heal. It's trendy to believe in yourself and manifest money and manifest riches. But what happens after? If you don't get those things in check before you try to manifest your millionaire lifestyle, you have to figure out where it's rooted and why you want these things so bad. Welcome to the Tailored Healing Collective Podcast. This is a space for, but never limited to, people of color for discussing sacred plant medicine, pregnancy, parenthood, and more. You know, there's such a stigma on who can open the floor for conversation on these topics that are viewed as taboo or even inappropriate. This fact alone has made so many become fearful of the very thing that could help us rebuild families, create our own businesses, and most importantly, trust our role in this world as future ancestors. So wherever you are, take a cleansing breath and do your best to listen with an open mind, heart, and spirit, and let love lead the way. I'm your host, Taylor. Peace, and welcome to another episode of the Tailored Healing Collective podcast. Today's episode is going to be an individual one. I love speaking with other people But I also like to use this podcast as a way of self-reflection to think about the many things that go on in the mind of Taylor. So I'm just going to share from the heart some things that I've been thinking about over the past few days, the past few weeks, um, and just, I guess, give my personal opinions. You may agree, you may disagree, but this is just the way that I see the world. So I've been very observant of a lot of things going on in the world as of recently. I try not to let myself become too indulged into anything because I know the power that the things have when you become self-involved with them. And it's something that I've struggled with myself as well. I've had to give myself very long breaks from social media or kind of just like back away. And it happens about once or twice a year for me. Um, because things start to get chaotic (laughs) during a certain time of year. I think they're chaotic all year usually, but, um, I noticed that there's usually a heightened to things around this time of year and I could go into archetypes and mythological stories, but I'll just, you know, talk about things that I've seen lately, whether we're talking about social media and the way that it operates or we're talking about the destruction going on in the world, or we're talking about climate change, or starvation, or the earth being thrown off its natural order. 
a lot of these things stand out to me every single day because of the emotional tie that it has to humans and the way that we react to things. Um, I can even speak to my own personal life. I have a lot of struggles in my personal relationships, and I don't have many of them, but the ones that I do can become quite difficult and require a lot of self-reflection on my part. So very often I wonder, what can we as humans do to restore balance? And I think the first thing you have to do is kind of... (laughs) My daughter's here with me. Uh, One of the first things you have to do is kind of like analyze what balance is. You have to look at the dark and the light and kind of acknowledge that they have to coexist. There can't be like one over the other. And, you know, in media and movies and shows, you'll see like, you know, good prevailing over the dark and darkness trying to overtake and consume everything. But they they both have to, they have to exist in order to work, right? So I'll give an example. With social media, we look at it as, at least with the way it started for me as a millennial, um, I saw the rise of social media going from a place where we were kind of just like in awe that we could connect with anyone or anything around the world with just a click of a button. And then as it grew bigger with things like Facebook and Instagram, they became more social connections. So it wasn't just a place where we were seeking information, but it became somewhere where we could socially connect with people around the world. And when you're socially connecting with someone, it becomes emotional, right? Hence, relationships you have with someone halfway across the world or arguments you see ensuing between people who have differences of opinion. You know, it it brings out an emotional factor in people. And I think that its initial purpose maybe was to serve good. Um, But in that, you have to remember that humans are humans at the end of the day. And because we're reactionary, we everything that we encounter, we're either going to have a fight or flight response to. So if I see someone on the internet talking about, um, I don't know, let's just say religion. You know, religion is stupid because it's brainwashing everybody. But for some people, you know, it may help provide some structure in the world for them. And it does not matter what that structure looks like for them if it makes them... <laughs> Bless you, baby. If it makes um, if it makes them feel safe, they're not going to necessarily look at it like the other person. So there's a lot of factors that can you know pull you one way or the other. And in observing all of this over the past few days and and weeks, and you know I fall into the um, what do you call it the uh, I don't know I, I scroll Let, let's just say that I scroll. And when I'm scrolling, you know, logically my brain knows I'm just looking for like a dopamine high. Like I I need to feel some excitement about something. So I keep scrolling and then the blue lights and, you know, all of these things are like playing factors into giving me this experience. But the internet can also make you feel quite lost because everyone has opinions on something and very strong opinions at that. And then you can also get pulled into the glitz and glamour of what a social media life can bring you. Um, You know, money, this, this ideal house, this, this car, this partner, whatever it is, you know, you, it brings this idea that is not physical into your mind. And that can kind of like fuck with you, right? It can be very, um, (laughs) it can manipulate you like anything in this world. And 
that's a big reason why I've had to take breaks. Um, I also think a lot about <laughs> self-fulfilling prophecies and self-actualization. I was reading up on it this morning. That's what I do like at three in the morning when I can't sleep. I just want to read on stuff on philosophy and, you know, different backgrounds and different ways of life. And what I realize in observing social media so much is that people manifest, and I use this word lightly because this is like, you know, th this is a word that has become a problem as of lately, but, um, you know, they become so, so enamored with these ideas that they see projected onto a screen that they're like, okay, I want that. Why do I want that? Because that person looks like they have happiness. That person looks like they have fulfillment. And I too want that for my life. So what am I going to do? I'm going to mimic this person's actions. I'm going to take in the words that they say and apply them to my own life. I'm going to do everything that it looks like it takes to get to where this person is. And very often, I think that'll send a lot of people spiraling because they're like, why am I trying so hard to be like this other person? Or why are these results not happening in the way that I thought that they would? Or why is it that now that I finally have the same thing that I saw them have, I don't feel the same? And what I've heard and read about, you know, self-fulfilling prophecies are whatever you see and you believe and your subconscious believes it's going to try to take little pieces of that to recreate it in your life. But the thing is, you have different experiences than everyone. No matter how similar we all are, we all do have di very different experiences or they they come into fruition in different ways. Whether that be, you know, trauma and abuse. Like, you know, someone can say, oh, your trauma isn't as bad as mine because I lived in foster care and I got beaten every day. Meanwhile, there's someone who was raised, you know, in a two-parent household with, you know, everything that they could have ever wanted or needed physically, but mentally they were expected to be this person that they did not really feel like they were. Both are forms of trauma and abuse, right? But at the same time, they, they don't see that, the light in the dark, the glitz and the glamour, and then the pain and the suffering. Um, so... Looking at that in the world is not easy. Everything that's going on right now, um, everything that you see going on between individuals, you know, the masculine fighting the feminine, you know, patriarchy versus matriarchy, um, you know, power and control over self-governing. I think it's also kind of interesting that a lot of people are like, they're going through this awakening period right now. So a lot of these people, like they're expecting these government systems that were put in place to give them this sense of safety and security. So you have a group of individuals looking to a particular governing group to say, hey, you were supposed to provide this for me so that we could maintain order within our society. And now I see that the way that you have created this structure only benefits one kind of person and one kind of way of living and it's not working there are people suffering there are people who can't afford to pay their bills there are people who are on the street and homeless there are people who work in jobs that they're miserable in and don't even know it 
you know, depression is being manifested and we keep looking for more band-aids. Let's all put everybody in therapy. And I'm not saying, I'm not knocking therapy. I've been to therapy. I think it's a, it's a good way for people who have not yet gone through the process of self-actualization to kind of like start to unpack the parts of their life. But you have to remember, a therapist is a person too. They're a human. Now they are trained in the human mind, but they're still people at the end of the day. So, you know, it, it, it's almost the same as going to a wise grandmother, you know? They, they've experienced a certain part of life. They may not know like every part, be able to name every part of the brain or the human psyche, but they're able to give you perspective. And perspective is always important. I think that's why we all listen to podcasts. We watch television shows. We kind of want to see our life either reflected in some way, whether that be in a way that is familiar to us, or maybe sometimes even in ways that are unfamiliar to us, because it makes us feel more part, uh, what am I trying to say, more, more a part of the human experience. But that's the thing, we are the human experience. Everything that you go through in life is supposed to happen. It is a reflection of everything that you go through. Um, I'll go ahead and talk about my life a little bit. Um, so I grew up in what started off as a two-parent household. My parents were married at a very young age, and I don't know the details of my parents' marriage other than what my mother has told me. Um, however, I will say it created a very young individual myself who was very dependent on needing approval from others. And I'm not really sure where that started. That, that'll take a long time for me to sit and try to unpack on a podcast. But what I will say is I noticed as I got older, it manifested in different ways. It started in school where I would kind of get bored with what the teachers were teaching. I would finish my work because it was just like it was dumb work to me, like two plus two equals four. Okay, that's fine. Next. A, B, C. Next. It, I didn't feel challenged. And so I was put in a gifted program when I was very young. And when I was in the gifted program, I felt special, like, wow, somebody recognizes that I'm bored. <laughs> so they're, they're going to give me something a little more challenging to do. And honestly, in that program, I didn't feel challenged, but I felt seen. And I carried that as I got older, and it kind of reflected in relationships. When I was about 14 or 15, my stepfather kicked me out of the house. He could not take my behavior. And by my behavior, I used to tell lies, white lies about stupid stuff when I was younger, like getting a C or D on a report card, because I knew what his reaction would be. He felt that my sub substandard academics were not equivalent to what I should be achieving. And therefore, because I was scared of his reaction and how he would be and lack of approval, I would lie about it. I would hide report cards. Um, and it would be just dumb stuff that kids do, right? But he couldn't handle that as an adult. And I'm not sure what may have happened in his life, but again, this started to affect my psyche as I got older. And then when it came to time for me to participate in romantic relationships, I sought that approval because I thought that that would somehow be fulfilling for me. I didn't receive that love, that deserving, that worthiness at home. And so I went to go seek it in outside relationships, thinking that if I received this validation, then somehow I would be fulfilled. And it didn't happen. And then this process just keeps continuing over and over and over again. So thinking about the way that my childhood manifested into 
adulthood and in these adult relationships where I'm still essentially behaving like a child, seeking approval that I did not receive as a means of thinking that's going to fill this gap, this hole essentially that was not filled by the adult people in my life at the time. And this is not a blame game of this because we all know how epigenetics works, at least most of us do. And we're basically the result of anything that has happened to our parents and their parents and their parents and their parents called generational trauma, breaking the cycles, right? But there's no breaking the cycles without realizing like you were just another version of your ancestors manifested. Anything that they experienced, you're going to experience in your life some way, somehow. And there's no amount of money, love, um, anything that can really fulfill that in order to break that. You have to be very highly self-aware and emotionally aware, too, because these things come out in the ways that we react. It's come out for me in the way that I react in my own relationships with, with my husband, with my children, with my mother, with my siblings. And they're not bad relationships. Um, it's just that I don't always take the time to sit and think about what I'm doing and how the other person could possibly be affected by it. And in that, I can sometimes experience darkness a lot. So, listen, baby. We're, we're both a little congested over here this morning. Um... But it doesn't, it's not always darkness to me because it only takes a little bit of light to fill a room. You know, you're, you're sitting in the dark and you turn your smartphone lamp on, it can illuminate an entire room. So it only takes a little bit of knowledge and a little bit of self-awareness to bring a world of enlightenment. So let's go back to the whole social media thing and things going on in the world right now. It's a lot to unpack. I'm not going to lie, it is a lot to unpack because right now we are in a time where healing has become a trending thing. Like we're doing it because it's trendy to heal. It's trendy to believe in yourself and manifest money and manifest riches. But what happens after? If you don't get those things in check before you try to manifest your millionaire lifestyle, you have to figure out where it's rooted and why you want these things so bad. So I'll, I'll give myself, because this is the Taylor Show, Taylor Healing Collective, give myself as an example. I, for years, have been trying to manifest this importance in my life. And a podcast, obviously, is something that can give somebody a mic. They feel important. They feel like they deserve to be heard, that they have this, this object amplifies their voice to the world and lets them know, hey, I'm here to tell my story. I've tried to fulfill this through art and photography. I've tried to fulfill this in family life and relationships. I've tried to fulfill this through career. And I keep wondering, why am I not manifesting the thing that I want? What is it that I want? I want money, I want acceptance, I want power and control. But the thing is, you have control over your life. And that's something I think a lot of people still don't realize. It's not about the money. You can be broke and have complete control over your life because you are the result of the decisions that you make. And we can blame it on anything. I had a poor childhood. You know, uh, nobody taught me how to use and save money correctly. 
Nobody taught me that I can govern my own body. I don't have to listen to all these people and these medical studies and all of this all the time if I trust myself. And to many, that is a very foreign concept. How dare you trust yourself? How dare you look yourself in the mirror and say, I know myself and nobody can take that away from me. That would dismantle humanity. For people to, a large group of people, to say, I got this. I understand what this world is about, and I'm not going to fall subject to it. But when I, every time you pick up a smartphone, and I'm doing it right now just to kind of emphasize my point, you can't see it, but I pick up my smartphone to confirm that what I'm thinking is real. And then I come across videos and images that are either going to confirm or deny what I think is real. And you keep scrolling, and you keep scrolling, and you keep scrolling. Because it's like your brain needs these constant reminders. So it's not just about a dopamine rush. It's like we, we need these constant reminders that what we're thinking or perceiving is real. And that's kind of what I saw. It's not just about the money. I wanted acceptance. I wanted, bless you baby, I wanted confirmation that I was important. That I deserved to be heard. I wasn't just using my voice because... I felt like I had the right to use my voice. I was using it because I was like, wow, if other people recognize what I recognize in myself, then that must validate that I am important rather than just seeing that I am important. Yes, I am one individual in a giant universe of other individuals, but that doesn't take away your importance because you are still a part. If there's a giant puzzle piece and even one part is missing, then it's no longer a full puzzle. It's not complete. And, you know, there, there's a lot of holes in that I could talk about, you know, well, what about the people who die and the people who commit suicide? You're still a part of an infinite universe, regardless. So a couple movies that I've been into for the past few days, I, I'm what most people call neurodivergent, so I get like super into things, probably autistic too, if we're self-diagnosing anyway. <coughs> Bless you, baby. Um... You know, if we're if we're self-diagnosing, I would probably label myself as autistic because I, I get very focused on details of things. So a couple of movies or three movies actually over the past couple of weeks I've watched. Rewatch The Matrix. That's one. How can you not? Um, watch the Divergent series, which is like very similar to the Hunger Games. If you've seen that, I'm not gonna say you're in critique and review movies. The message, the overall message that came from the books was a good one. And then the third one, most recently yesterday, that I finally watched the whole way through with my husband was the movie Interstellar. And I like to always kind of look at the main character and see like, okay, they're the protagonist. They're the one telling the story. They're facing these obstacles and challenges. They're going through the hero's journey, essentially, to find whatever it is they're looking for and see how it completes themselves in the great circle of life. With the Matrix, it was Neo figuring out he was the one, even though he was told he wasn't the one. He was actually the one. And then we have the Divergent series, um, where the main character, Triss, Beatrice, um, she is a little bit of every faction that exists, I'm sorry, that exists in her society. So they have, like, like I said, like the Hunger Games, they have different groups that people are from, and all these groups are separate. But she is a little bit of each one, so she does not fit in, but then she does fit in. She can blend in, but then she can't blend in. 
Um, and then the third being Interstellar, where we have a guy who's an astronaut, essentially, and he's going to figure out, I don't even know how to describe the plot of that movie, but he's going to figure out gravity and time. And essentially, at the end, he enters the fifth dimension, or a tesseract. It's so funny to me how they throw these in, like, Marvel shows and movies and nobody, like, picks up on it. Like, they get it, but they don't get it. Reality plays on reality, right? And one of the things, like I said, that I, I notice is, like, the way the, the protagonist goes through these trials to bring themselves, like, full circle in life. And we do that every single day. Very often, I've been coming across videos lately where they're talking about the end of times, how it's been predicted in the Bible and all these um, religious texts over years that, you know, the world is going to end. I think I even read a poem by Robert Frost once that talks about the world ending in neither fire or ice. And I realize I, I can also get kind of obsessed and caught up in that idea because no one really knows. There are ideas, there's speculation, there's curiosity but no one really knows. And I think the Bible does say that, at least from my recollection, that no man knows the hour or the time. So in getting obsessed with these things, you know, you, that, that arises more arguments about what's really gonna happen with the world and what we should really be focusing on. Originally, this podcast was just talking about, I wanted to talk about sacred medicine, and then I saw this gap and I said, oh, you know, there's nobody in the BIPOC community talking about these things. But then lately, there's been this opening for me. It precedes even BIPOCs because it's just another group. And one of the things that always stick out to me when I hear people speak about spiritual subjects is that illusion or the greatest illusion there is a separation. And even identifying with myself as a BIPOC person even as a woman, that's still separation. It's the light and the dark. And even though my body is manifested as a physical woman, I still have traits and characteristics of both. And the minute I start separating and I say, oh, well, I'm different from them this way, I'm different from them. Bless you, we're, excuse us, we're a little congested this morning, give us some time. But the minute I start separating myself from it, it's like, everything starts splitting and splitting and splitting and splitting until everybody, you know, nobody believes that they are part of this greater whole anymore. We just think we're all individuals playing our own part and talking about, hey, well, this happened to me and this happened to me. Well, what about me and what about me? Like, we're all the same. And that's why, and I said this in an Instagram reel I made recently, that is why humans are so easy to manipulate. We are so easy to manipulate. All you have to do is show one difference from somebody and they automatically think, I'm nothing like you. Because we have these cultures and these traditions and these values that we hold so dearly um, within different families and groups and they're based off of the things that happen to us, that have happened in our cultures, within our countries, and that separation that continues to happen is what keeps us arguing on TikToks about dumb shit, that keeps us you know, self-identifying as, I'm this person, well, I'm that person. And it's not that cultures and traditions and values are not important, but when we allow these things to keep us from unifying together for a common goal, again, it becomes easy to manipulate us into thinking that we can't learn from each other. 
that we can't benefit from serving one another. I could go down the deep, dark rabbit hole of, you know, government control and why they're not giving us this and that and why they're putting these systems in place. But I think, again, it it all comes back to separation. It's an illusion. We're not separate. We are all of each other. And I will say, to kind of tie it into what the original niche of my podcast is, is that this is one of the lessons that I've learned. And I know a lot of people can speak to being on... um, being on psychedelic or sacred medicine trips and seeing patterns of sacred geometry and meeting the sacred mother of everything and observing that the way the world is right now and how it's being thrown off balance and it is essentially cleansing and resetting itself these are all things you learn right but the way that it's going to be perceived and put out there whether it be in the media is that it's the cultist behavior that we must have an agenda by we i'm just talking about like this specific group of people you know there must be an agenda you know to brainwash people into thinking the government is bad and everything is a conspiracy theory and i mean the world is a conspiracy theory but we're not even going to get into that this morning it's six two it's six in the morning, by the way. So I got, as you can see, I have a lot on my mind, but I don't know. It, it's a lot. And you're probably wondering if you are still listening to this particular episode, well, Taylor, where are you going with all this? Like, yeah, I get it. Everything is separation. Yeah, I get it. TikTok is a trap. It's more than that. Another thing that I always hear from people that I consider very good speakers about spirituality is that love is the highest frequency there is and that was something that they touched on in Interstellar which was not a romantic film by the way at least not in my mind if we're talking about what we think of romance films but it did touch on something very important the main character was able to get a message to his daughter when he was in this fifth dimensional space into her 3D reality through the power of love. And we're, I'm snorting a little too. (laughs) When we're talking about love, I don't mean he's cute. He fulfills all my needs and wants. So this must be true love. I'm not even talking about the child that I've held in my arms right now you know, that came from my body and said, oh, this is, this is love. It's something that we as a group, a collective have not been able to tap into yet. Because when you think about what love truly is, it knows no bounds, right? There are no limitations. There's not a physical picture that you can just put on love and say, yep, that's love. Love is creation. Love is loss. Love is existence. Love is celebration. Love is defeat. All of these things come from like this universal vibration and idea. And the further we get away from it, you know, one thing or the other thing is going to happen that's going to tip the scale. I think that something that you could probably take away from what I'm talking about today is... When I speak of the light and the dark, self-realization, learning 
through this everyday process that even if the world were to end today, if we're talking about things like the Big Bang or, you know, what brings us into fruition as humans or what separates us from everybody else, love is always going to be a common factor. And when you can use that to your advantage, life no longer becomes about manifesting money or manifesting love even. It allows you to see that you are simply a piece of the whole. My husband calls it the universal puzzle piece. It's You're the piece that connects everyone else, just as the next person is the piece that connects everyone else. We are all a piece of each other. We're a part of each other. We are a part of the growth, and we are also a part of the destruction. And once we can accept that, I believe there may be a chance to evolve. Actually, there is a chance. I don't even know what I'm saying there may be. There, there's an, a, a version of you, you know, and I'm, I'm getting a little deep on this episode. I don't think I'm getting deep, but I know from what some people tell me I can. Um, if, we're, if we believe in the multiverse, right, that there are infinite amount of universes, parallel realities where something is happening and it's all based off of the decisions that you make every single day. I'd like to believe that there in this grand multiverse is a version of myself that already exists that has made the decisions that have led to who she has become and what her world has become. And she can only control herself. But in each decision that she makes, she creates this new earth, this new reality, this new way of being based off of a decision. And the decision is rooted in the emotion and the emotion is rooted in the vibration. I can pull from little pieces of my life of things that have happened to me to create my current reality that's going back into the past. I can pull from ideas of things I've seen on TV of who I think I might want to be. That's the future. But the right now, if I see love, if I see fulfillment, if I see wholeness in this moment right now, that version of me is already looking back at me like, yeah, you got this. I don't need to tell you what to do. You don't need to go to a psychic. You don't need to, you know, calculate a bunch of numbers to figure out how you need to get exactly where you need to go. You just need to make a decision to be present right now, right now in this reality. Because that's all there is. Me talking right now, that, that, that's all there is right now. The day hasn't even happened yet. I mean, we're at six in the morning here. I don't know what's going to happen by 5 p.m. today. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yesterday already happened and it's over. There's only right now. So I'm not going to go any longer today. I think I've said quite enough. But cultivate or practice cultivating self-awareness in everything that you do. And that doesn't mean be like me. and hyper-focus on every little detail of life. I just do that because that's who I am. But try to spend your day, whenever you feel heightened by an emotion, kind of think about where that's coming from and where it's rooted. And then you decide what kind of reaction it deserves. Kind of feel where that reaction is coming from. Like if somebody angers you in traffic during the day or if you don't get a text back from the person you like. Or if rent is due and you don't have all the money yet that you need, 
Think about where that emotion is coming from. Think about what you need or want. Think about the fulfillment. I'm not encouraging anybody to do anything stupid. Okay, let's, we all have brains. We all know, logically, we still live in a 3D reality. But just try to become a little bit more self-aware during the day, whether that be emotionally or mentally, and look at where that's rooted from. Journal if you need to. Listen to music that kind of reflects what you want to feel in the moment, and then just choose to feel it. I'm not trying to spew positive uh, or toxic positivity. I'm just encouraging people to be self-aware of themselves and do your best to be in the moment. So I got the little one hiccuping here. I'm gonna go get some bitter bean juice in my body. Maybe not coffee, maybe, maybe some mud water. It's a little less than what I need right now. But anyway, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I might do some more individual episodes. I don't have too many in, um, individual interviews lined up just yet. But we're not going to limit ourselves to just talking about sacred medicine here anymore. I will always make that like a priority. But I just want to speak about transformation and how we can take control and hold of our own lives. So... This has been another episode of the Taylor Healing Collective Podcast. And until next time, remember to let love lead the way. Peace. match to your desires. Take the hand of your old self and lead them into a new future. Feel yourself at peace, in flow, in tune, and at one with all that there is and all that there will be. The rhythm of the universe. It takes form inside of your soul. It is a vibration so powerful and intricate that it created you. Breathe. One, two, three.